Welcome, 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 and welcome to the adventure of an entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship. We're going to be hearing the stories from entrepreneurs from all over the world in different industries. They're going to be sharing with us the stories of how they faced setbacks, walked through fire, climbed mountains to reach success. I'm your host, Shri Mahabir. Thanks for joining. I'm going live with Bianca, and she's going to be sharing her journey in becoming a personal injury lawyer, answering questions, how she does branding, marketing, getting leads. Hi, Sri. How are you? I am doing good. How are you? Beautiful. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so gorgeous yourself. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I just met your sister, so there's a lot of pressure, so I have to be really nice to you. Oh my goodness, my (laughs) sister. She is so amazing, super protective over me. She is. She hasn't said anything yet, but now that I know she's on there. Oh, yes. She's my biggest fan, my biggest fan, for sure. I love it. I love it. So let's get this party started, and everybody that's joining, we're going to be Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to be learning more about Bianca and her journey becoming a personal injury lawyer. And then for those who are joining and don't know who I am, my name is Shri and I'm the owner of Next Level Consulting. I enjoy interviewing different entrepreneurs from different industries, learning what works, what doesn't. So without further ado, let's get into Bianca's journey. So how did you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your background? Sure. So I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas, born and raised. Uh, You know, I went to Catholic high school and went to Catholic uh, college in San Antonio at St. Mary's, where I met my husband. I have two young kids. We now live in Houston. Uh, I started off with a litigation firm named Seco Holscher Harris and Brawl, where I gained the most amazing experience and was able to work on, you know, the biggest cases in the country and battled Fortune 500 uh, companies every day for five years. So it was a really great uh, starting point for a career. And I decided it's time to open up shop and uh, be my own boss. And here I am now the owner of my own firm here in Houston. Let's rewind a little bit. How did you know when you were growing up, you wanted to become a lawyer? Well, I grew up around lawyers, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, My dad, he's not a lawyer, but he worked at a personal injury firm. And during the summers, you know, his dream was, I wanted to be a lawyer. And so he would make me go work with him, sit down in his office and, you know, shadow all these attorneys. And I got to see just the amazing work that they did and the passion that they had for helping their clients. So for me, it was, it was almost like, you know, it was in my DNA to do it. Um, So it's kind of all I've known and I've all I've ever wanted to be is just to help people at their weakest moments and try to help, you know, bridge that gap between you know the accident that has happened or the loss that they've suffered and try and get their lives back together um the best way possible did you when you were in law school i know that they kind of like in the first two years you're kind of learning about the different kinds of laws did did anything else talk to you or was it always just personal injury it was always personal injury 
Uh, you know, I, I liked Will's trust in estates. I liked marital property. There's a lot of different things, but I always just had that vision of where I'm at today that I'm going to, you know, have my own brand, have my own firm and just help my clients every day. And that's what I'm doing now. So it's a, it's a huge blessing. I agree. Just like Houston businesswoman said, <laughs> when you know, you know, I agree. Exactly. It speaks so loud in your heart. That's all you can breathe. And that's all you can see. And that's all you dream. So right. I totally get it. And, you know, what I know that you said you worked for a large mm -hmm. law firm. At what point in that time frame was it during law school or when you were working that you knew you were going to branch out and have your own company or your own law firm? I, you know, growing up, I, I never really had that female attorney that owned their own firm to really look up to. And I did along the way get to meet some female attorneys. And, you know, that, that kind of inspired me. I said, you know what, there is, there are some big, you know, named females here in Houston that really, you know, dominate the industry. And I, and I love to be a part of that circle. But it's kind of, I knew I wanted to do it, but at the same time, I was so in love with the firm that I was working at that it was really hard to leave. Um, you know, I, I was actually telling my friend today that I remember when I left, you know, I like cried for like two weeks. It was like the worst breakup ever oh. because it was so scary. I was so comfortable. I was so happy there, but I knew in my heart it was time to move on, um, you know, from a family perspective and also just... I wanted to build my own brand because when you work for somebody, you don't really get to be yourself completely. And so um, that's really something that I love to do and share with my followers is not only being a lawyer, but branding yourself um, in 2020, which is so important to any business that you have. I agree. I agree. And you said a very key word. You got comfortable. I feel like when you get comfortable, that's the time you have to leave. That's the time you have to say, enough is enough things have to change exactly but you have to push yourself because that's where the best things happen is when you you challenge yourself and you know take that risk because um you never know what's on the other side never so let's kind of get into the services that you provide in your law firm like what cases that you take yeah so i am a personal injury attorney uh, so anything involving an accident, I, I handle. Um, that could be anything from a premises liability case, you know, your simple slip and fall to a dram shop case, which is a fancy word for drunk driving accidents, uh, where I, I sue, um, you know, bars that have overserved um, a patron and either he or she was involved in an accident, caused an accident. And we hold the bars liable for that. I also do wrongful death cases, which those can include, you know, workplace accident cases, you know, injured on the job, uh, oil field explosion cases. So anything involving injury or death, you know, I really have uh, a lot of experience. And I did a lot of um, product liability work, too, at the firm that I worked with. So, you know, suing the big vehicle manufacturers um, was something that I, I really got to get a lot of um, experience with. 
So if you guys have questions, I mm -hmm. want you guys to know she's willing to answer. Yes. But we do want to put caution. If it's like an open case or something, you might want to DM her. May not ask in a, yes. in a live. Yes. But if you do have questions, do send them in. Um, are you only licensed in Texas or are you licensed in other states? Well, I'm licensed in all four federal courts uh, in Texas. I'm also licensed in California. And so, yes, Texas and California. Texas and California. So if anybody is from California and you're looking for a personal injury lawyer, definitely, definitely reach out to her. So what sets you apart from other law firms? I think my attention to detail and just me being available to my clients. Um, that is, is a complaint I hear from other people that are tell me about their experience with their lawyer is I never got to talk to them. I never got to meet with them. And for me, all my clients, I want them to feel that they can reach me. Just like they can, sometimes they'll DM me. It may not be at the perfect time, but, you know, they have a way of reaching me. Um, you know, and if I feel there's a client that may be upset or felt like they couldn't get a hold of me, I'll say, you know what? Here's my cell phone. If you need anything, call me. I'm here for you. And also just my experience, um, my litigation experience. There's a lot of lawyers that, you know, they, they have plenty of cases, but they've never actually, you know, argued in front of a judge or, you know, written legal briefs and actually did the whole litigation part, taken a deposition or, or appeared in court or, you know, there's just all of that experience I have with me um, and seeing all the different types of cases that I've worked with. So I think that in and of itself, the customer service and just my experience really sets me apart. I love it. I have a few questions that came in. Let's go ahead and answer sure. them. Those who are coming in, we're just learning more about Bianca. The first one we have is from Donato. He's an awesome person. Mm -hmm. Do you feel there are way too many frivolous lawsuits now? I don't think, not in my experience, no. Um, you know, I screen all of my cases that come in. And if I feel, hey, this is just a little tap. Um, or, you know, there's, there's something, you know, not right here, I don't take on the case. Um, so, you know, I really want to make sure my clients, you know, are do have damages, you know, you don't want to waste your time, you don't want to waste their time. And, and the law has ways of protecting those frivolous lawsuits. I mean, there's summary judgments, they can, you know, get dismissed quite quickly, if you are filing a frivolous lawsuit. So I think, uh, the the legislatures have done a great job in, in preventing uh, frivolous lawsuits. But of course, you know, that, that just comes with the territory. How long did you study? This is from mm -hmm. Arginus26. How long did you study before taking the LSAT? Also, would you recommend, um, would you recommend to study, I guess, with somebody? I would say I studied for about nine months, if I recall correctly. Um, yes, absolutely. Get a study group. I felt that was very helpful because we got to do a lot of practice exams together and, um, you know, felt like, okay, we had a routine going and it didn't feel as daunting. Um, and I also had an LSAT tutor, which I highly recommend you get because it's more, um, even though it's a little bit more expensive, but you almost learn faster and it's more tailored to you so that you can continue to build you know, on your weaknesses and build on your strengths. And so you can really create a strategy to get the highest score that you can. I like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see that being even if it's not just an LSAT, if my daughter wants to yeah. become 
with anything, she wants to become a physical therapist. So whatever she needs, I'm like now thinking about it, listening to you. I'm like, you know what? This is a good investment. Yes, it is. Exactly. Because, you know, sitting in a class, I mean, you could be on your phone, not paying attention and you're just, you know, not everybody's the same. So why would you take a class that, you know, is not tailored to you? And we have one from Dolce Spies. I hope I said that right. How do you balance being a mom and running a firm? Oh, great question. Yes, that is a great question. So I just break up my days very uh, strategically. You know, I try not to waste my time with lunches that are just, you know, I, I just try and be very picky with who I give my time to. Um, and, you know, I, I wake up earlier, go to bed later. Um, and I'm blessed to have people um, someone at home to help me with my kids so that if I do need to jump on the call with a client, you know, I have someone all around the clock to help me, which is, is crucial because, um, you know, uh, without that, it, it, it can be difficult. And, and plus I try and make it to the carpool line as much as possible. So it's just, it's just being as present as you can when you can, but of course, there's been nights where I didn't get to see my daughter or events I didn't get to go to. Um, you know, I missed out on a Mother's Day play once and, and it's just part of the sacrifice of, you know, balancing it all. It's never going to be perfect and just be kind to yourself, I think is, is important. You said it. I have an 18 year old and I'm yeah. single mom, whole way, single parent, wow. the whole way. So I can tell you over the years, she's not thinking about the times that I missed. She's only thinking about the times that, that you were there. there. Exactly. And that's, so trust me, your kids, when they're 18, they'll be telling you that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we have Ashley Castillo. I mean, if she want to answer this, uh -huh. how did you become a lawyer so young? How old were you exactly? Sure. So, okay. I was a major nerd. Um, I graduated from high school at 17. I took 30 hours in summer school when I graduated from, or I think I carried it through. So I did dual credit and then I took like 12 hours in the summer. I graduated from college in three years and then law school usually takes three years. I did it in two and a half years. And um, I just always move super, super fast because if not, I get bored and I get, you know, I just have to get it done. Um, and so I took the bar right away out of law school and uh, here I am now. So I, I was 20, to answer your question, I was 23 when I became a licensed lawyer. 23, yeah. Wow. Yes. I could just say, dude, <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. Why you got where you are and where you're going, I can see it. Thank you, thank so you. Kinda, summer school welcome. was uh, always a must. I did 12 hours in the summer. So if y'all wanna do 12 hours in the summer, do it. I recommend it, it's worth it. <laughs> I will tell my daughter that since she's going to be going to school next year. <laughs> yes. Um, tell us a little bit about why do you advise in getting a personal injury, injury lawyer, the three benefits of them? The three benefits is obviously if you've been involved in an accident, it could be a very confusing process. You know, you're not a, like I tell my clients, you're not a professional plaintiff. You know, you're, this isn't what you do for a living. So it almost helps you, you know, feel you have someone holding your hand throughout the process to answer all of the questions and to talk for you because the insurance companies are not on your side. They're not here to help you. Um, they just want to get 
as soon as the accident happens, you want to get as much information out of you and they will use whatever you say against you. So it's almost, you know, in your best interest to just talk to a lawyer right away. Um, so to avoid, you know, making the mistakes that you don't even know you're making and to be represented, just like the insurance companies have tons of lawyers working for them. You need to have a lawyer on your side. I hear you. And what should you do if you're involved in a car accident? I know like for me, I've been told like what to do, but yes, I want to hear from you. What are the steps that I should take if I'm involved in a car accident besides calling you? Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, definitely stay calm. Uh, you know, it's, it's super terrifying to be in an accident. Of course, pull over um, safely, um, you know, call the police. Um, having a police report is so crucial. It's, it's just so helpful in the long run because you know, the police report is going to, you know, give us a lot of information that we're not going to have without it. And it also will put the blame on, on, on somebody. And it hopefully it's usually, hopefully not you. Um, and take pictures, um, get witness information. If there are any, um, you know, witnesses that have stalked, because that can be so helpful and, you know, get their information, like I said, and take pictures of the other vehicle. You would be surprised people forget to do that. And uh, during litigation or throughout um, the negotiation process, it could be, you know, your word against theirs. But if we have pictures of the resting points of the vehicles or, you know, more information of the property damage, it kind of tell us more of what happened. And if we don't have that information, it can just delay the process. Um, and so, like I said, um, take pictures, stay calm, get medical treatment, um, call a, a a, a good personal injury attorney right away before speaking to your insurance company. Yeah. Or call me. That'd be great. Uh, but, uh, you know, yes. So don't speak to the insurance company until you've reached out to a personal injury attorney. I hear you. And no one what? can make you speak to them. It's not mandatory. So don't make them, don't let them make you feel like that. Okay. Yes. I'll remember that. Yes. <laughs> Plus, you'll be on the phone with right. me talking yes. to me. So yes, let me do better. all the talking for you. <laughs> what kind of damages can I recover if I've been involved in a car accident? So, uh, of course, you know, number one is most people want to get their vehicle fixed um, right away. You know, that's your way to get to work, point A to point B. Um, and we can, you know, there's usually depreciation value that gets lost um, or that can be recovered with that vehicle. Um, your medical bills. So that's, you know, any medical treatment you may need, which is physical therapy or um, all depending on what the, the doctor recommends. You may need injections or God forbid you need a surgery. Um, and the, all of that should be recoverable um, in the case. And of course, any future medical bills you may have, that's also something to a doctor will um, write out and say, you know, Mrs. So-and-so is going to need um 30,000 in future medical treatment as a result of this accident. Um, and of course, we can collect lost wages, um, you know, pain and suffering. Uh, you know, you're now dealing with this pain that you didn't have before, and that has a value to it. Um, and, you know, mental anguish. There's, there's a lot of um, things that you can recover, but, um, you know, the big part of it is, you know, your medical bills. Um, Ashley Castillo had mm -hmm. like two questions. Sure. I did not forget you, my dear. Uh, the first one was, I kind of want to get to this one, mm -hmm. if you sure. don't mind, Ashley. Sure. Should we call a lawyer with every car accident 
or what determines when we need a lawyer? I would say yes. Um, I've had cases, well, typically you're going to need a lawyer if it's your fault or not your fault. Um, preferably if it's not your fault, um, I would like to handle your case. Um, and of course there has been some cases that I've taken on because I believe the client, um, that the police officer got it wrong and it's happened where you just have that gut feeling and you prove them wrong and I was able to recover for them. So to answer your question, I think you should reach out to a lawyer um, if any, um, if you are involved in any accident. And then her second question, I think I can answer that. It mm -hmm. was, how did you decide what type of lawyer you wanted to be? I think it was because you were around with your father yeah. and they were, and he worked at a personal Correct. injury law firm yes. and being around that and being able to see how they were able to help others. And that was something that you wanted to do. Did I get it right? hundred <laughs> percent. You get an A plus. <laughs> Yay! I want to know this. Maybe some people do on here as well. What is your approach or philosophy to winning or representing a case? Okay. So my philosophy is always be over-prepared. Uh, you want to know your case better than the defense attorney. And you want to know the negatives of your case better than the defense attorney. Why? Because that's how you, you build a strong case. You're ready for any argument that comes your way. And through doing that, you have to just completely understand the pros and the cons of your case because there's usually no perfect case um and also too you know just being honest with uh, my clients and with co-counsel and with opposing counsel uh you know having that uh that uh, positive relationship all around really helps not only your client uh, you know, get the justice that they need, but it just makes it faster. You know, I've seen lawyers that just like to fight to fight and be completely disrespectful to defense lawyers just because they have an ego. But at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about my client and getting them the justice that they need. And so sometimes you, um, you just have to realize that, that defense lawyers have their jobs to do and just like I do. And uh, I'm going to do the best job I can do for my client. I agree. I agree. Everybody has their own way, but I can tell if I was, when I get in a car accident, knock on wood, oh, no, I don't, I already know that you're going to have my back. And that means a lot because yeah. I don't want to go and work with someone who I feel like I got to watch myself. Right. That's exactly. Just... That that's, that's the last thing you want to feel. You want to feel at ease and feel, okay, my case is in the best hands because you know, this is, this is someone's life. This is something that is a huge responsibility that I realize my clients place in me and I don't take that for granted. And also too, the better, the happier my clients are, you know, they're my biggest billboards and that's my brand. And um, I wouldn't want it to be any other way. So that's a great segue into this next section, which is going to be about how do you go about marketing yourself and getting your name out there? I mean, if you guys don't know, and if you haven't been <laughs> in the city and you haven't driven around <laughs> and haven't seen a billboard, I don't know what you're looking at. They're so <laughs> sweet. Well, I, I, you have to be aggressive. You have to be seen. You have to be heard. You have to um, really have an easy brand that people can connect with. And I realized that um, you know, the millennials, they're, they're just like, I am a millennial too. We're all on social media. So to me, I realized that there was a big gap or a big absence of lawyers, not on social media and not as accessible on social media. 
And for me, that was kind of somewhere that I said, you know what, this is a good starting point to test my brand, to, you know, test my name and to see, okay, are people reacting to it? Before I actually went to the big leagues, which is, you know, I have commercials that air on Univision, um, you know, several times a day. And also, you know, like you said, my billboards. And so all of that, I kind of got to test for free on Instagram. So that's something, you know, I, I highly recommend people do, um, especially if, you know, they're on a tighter budget, because there's nothing cheap about advertising and building your brand. <laughs> no, there's not. Yes. No, there's not. And so I kind of want to go into first before I ask about how did you come up with your slogan? Mm -hmm. Did you, you know, on Instagram mm -hmm. and maybe Facebook, I'm not sure. How did you know which ad worked well for you? Like, what did you do to get to be able to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to run mm -hmm. with when I go, when I do my bigger spend. Yeah. So uh, I came up with the name La Bogada Bianca because, uh, you know, I, you know, I feel like lawyers that we see on TV, they're so intimidating, you know, they're like, Oh, would you ever go up to them if you saw them at the mall or, you know, call them for a little question and you don't really know much about them besides, you know, their biography and what you see on TV and so I felt, okay, if I just drop my last name and I'm just Bianca, that's just a more approachable way. And Abogada is an is attorney in Spanish. And, you know, being a Hispanic Latina, I felt, um, you know, I wanted to be honest and true to that, you know, as a Spanish speaker as well. Um, and, you know, a big part of my clients are Hispanic. And so uh, you know, I'm La Bogada Bianca and La Chica Poderosa is a powerful woman. I'm all about girl power and bringing that to light. Um, you know, people tell me, they're like, thank you for putting billboards out because you're teaching my daughter that she too can be a lawyer. Uh, so for me, that that's just, just really exciting. And if you see my page, I'm all about, you know, girl power, strength and, and uh, just living in a man's world. Yes, ma'am. You tell them. <laughs> How did you figure out your niche? Because I know like you are a personal injury attorney, mm -hmm. but I feel like sometimes you can niche down a little bit more yeah. by with the people that you want to draw in. So how did you figure it out? I I guess if your question is like niche or, you know, what cases I handle the most or um, what do you mean by that? When I say niche, like, I guess more about, do you target, do you take on more certain cases over others? Or do you have a certain clientele that you really cater to more? And mm -hmm. it's an end question. <laughs> yeah. So when people are like, you know, what's your target? I'm like, anybody, anybody that's been in an accident. So that could be truly anybody because everybody drives a car. Um, but if you see my commercials, I have 18 wheelers in there. I 18 wheeler cases are probably my favorite types of cases to work on uh, because of just the picture that all of the evidence that we get at um, when an accident happens, we're really able to kind of pinpoint uh, what went wrong, why it went wrong, and really kind of, you know, keep our roads safer um, for our clients. And you know, if we think about it, you know, getting involved in 18 wheeler accidents, there's nothing simple about that. You know, no. it's, it causes severe injuries and damages and they happen every day, especially on the Houston road. So, um, 
you know, that that's really, you know, what I try and uh, market a lot is, you know, trust me with your 18 wheeler case, because we'll get to the bottom of it and get your life back together. I will. Next time I see somebody, I'll be like, here, this, this is who you need to call right now. <laughs> thank you. So for those joining us, thank you so much. And here's something like, I didn't even know this until one day I saw and I was like, wait a minute. She shares the same birthday as I do. Oh, That's so Scorpios. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Except you're like, I'm way older than you. Oh, but... No, no, no. <laughs> but we're the same age. Don't worry. Love it. it. <laughs> we're the same age at heart. <laughs> I'm yes, an... ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I saw all the birthday, like when you said the 18-wheeler, the what I imagine is not the picture but the birthday cake with the 18-wheeler. Yeah, yeah, see, my friends, they know me too well. You know, that's when you know your marketing <laughs> is working good when you get an 18-wheeler cake. And I was so excited. But it was so funny. Everybody at the restaurant's probably like, is she a truck driver? Or like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, yes. That was awesome. Now, lessons. As a business owner, you've seen many failures and many successes. What is a failure that you learned a huge lesson from? Hmm. Well, I try and learn from other people's mistakes. Um, not to say that I'm perfect by any means, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned from is watching other lawyers kind of crash and burn. And for me, I think you always have to be respectful to others. I do not work with people or work with other attorneys, uh, you know, team up with attorneys that I don't like their character because um, that really shows a lot and can make your client look bad. And, you know, I've had those instances where I've seen a lawyer just blow up his own client's case because like I mentioned earlier, they couldn't leave their ego at the door and were completely disrespectful. So, um, you know, that's just a memory that I'll always kind of remember because it's not about me. It's about the client. So that's one mistake that I've seen. <laughs> and Describe to us the most exciting moment of your entrepreneurial journey. Probably when people see me and they're like, that's La Bogada Bianca. And, uh, you know, they just feel like they know me because they follow me on Instagram and, and that, or they recommend, you know, their, their family or friends to me. And, you know, I, I'll get a DM. They're like, hello, I'm so-and-so. My friend who follows you, that to me is just just shows that people are passionate uh, about, you know, being a part of being a Chica Poderosa themselves. So um, that's when I kind of knew that uh, my marketing was working and people are gravitating towards my brand, which is every entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur's dream. Of course. I mean, you're such a strong powerhouse woman here. I mean, when we were driving, I was like, you see that billboard right there to my daughter? I was like, She's going to be on my live. Watch. Uh, yay. <laughs> You're so <laughs> And she cute. was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, at this point, she, she knows it. When I yeah. say it and, and I claim exactly. it, You're it like, happens. That, and I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I love that. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us, share your journey, give your wisdom. If Guys, if you are on here, and you're not following her, make sure you go and follow her. If you had questions because you were scared to ask during the live, definitely DM her. And for you, all of you who may not know, I did 
published a, a co-author a book and it's a bestseller. So if you're interested in getting a copy, DM me. And there's also a freebie. Just check the link. And Bianca, do you have any last words for us before we end? As an entrepreneur, uh, I would just recommend just get started, believe in yourself and, you know, invest in yourself because you can invest in other people's businesses, but no one knows or what you're capable of other than yourself. So I'm a big believer in just being your biggest fan and going for your dreams. I love it. Invest in yourself because no one knows how much you're worth until you, you do it to yourself. It's better exactly. than you. Thank you so much. Thank you, viewers. Thank you so much for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you found it very helpful, share it with a friend, share it in your social media. Until the next time.